Okay, hello and welcome to We'd Rather Be Reading. I'm Leah. I'm Jerrica. And I have been preparing for this episode for a solid week of writing down all the things I hate about this book. This is incredible to me because we already warned ourselves about this previously where we said we shouldn't choose books while we've had wine. No. And the other day we had a big celebration for mm -hmm. my yoga studio and afterwards, after a few glasses of wine and we were saying goodbye, you said, what are we reading next? And I said, uh, I'm reading this kiss quotient that you recommended me and you were like, why don't I read one of the ones that you recommended me? And I said, yes. And you were like, hook, line and sinker. And I said, yes. But in fact... I would have preferred it to be the first, not the second of the series. Yeah, because once more, <laughs> second book in a series. And this is not even a good second book to start with because you clearly need to have read the first yeah, book. Yeah, it's because not Because this whole first two chapters are text messages between the two main characters. And you don't even know how they and met. You don't even know their fucking names at this point. And they're <laughs> writing stuff to each other. And like, none of it makes sense. So, so when you were like, I hate this book, Hook, Line and Sicker, I was like, wow, why? And then you were like, oh, the main character, and you sent me a picture of a fox. And I was like, no, that's not his name. His name is Brendan. And you're like... And now, <laughs> and now his name is Fox and her name is Hannah. That's because Piper and Brendan were the couple in the very first book, which if I hadn't had all of the wines, I would have been able to remember that Hook, Line and Sinker wasn't the first of the series. No, the so first one is, it happened All summer, of my fault. Yeah. So we read, unfortunately, we read Hook, Line and Sinker by Tessa <laughs> Bailey. And clearly, whoever did this cover is the same guys as wow. the two previous Can covers. Can you believe it that we've had three back-to-back -back with this aquamarine background with a little bit of pink, a little bit of yellow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's happening again. It's right there. Same cover artist. It's got to be busy, this cover artist. What a great career. Yeah. <laughs> Thriving. I mean, you just need to do... Thriving. <laughs> you just need to do the same background, add a little bit of yellow and do some drawings. Yep. But it works because <laughs> people buy books that are based on the fact that they look similar so they know what they're going to get in the book. Yeah. So Tessa Bailey, the author of this, she aspires to three things. Writing hot and unforgettable character-driven romance, being a good mother, and eventually sneaking into the judging panel on a reality show baking competition. She lives on Long Island. I'm just going to take a little raven, putting to sleep break here. She also did not like this book. <laughs> Good taste, Raven. I'm right there with you. Okay. Uh, she lives in on Long Island, New York, with her husband and daughter, writing all day and rewarding herself with a cheese plate and Netflix binges in the evening. If we want sexy, heartfelt, humorous romance with a guaranteed happy ending, we've come to the right place. Mm, okay. <laughs> it was not sexy. It was definitely not heartfelt. Uh, funny? No. Uh Happy ending, yeah, with a fucking terrible epilogue at the end. Oh. Um, all right, again I with the book it. two in a series, and it feels like a book two. Like it starts with text messages between Fox and Hannah, and his name is actual Fox. It's not like a name that sounds like Fox when you pronounce it. His name is F O X Fox. Yeah, but this is the, that is one of the top ten boy names. 
This is what I mean with they're naming these characters based on the most my popular is, baby names. My daughter's second name is Fox, but it's F A W K E S, like Fox. But that's that's <clears throat> not the same name. <laughs> it's not, but it's still pronounced Fox. But fox and wolf and bear mm-hmm. and bird or birdie, they're all super popular baby names now. Mm-hmm. So there's a pattern. Authors pick out baby names. They're naming their characters. Yeah. They're their babies. And then her is Basic Hannah. Basic uh, Hannah. There's no explanation as to who they are and where and why they're texting. So the first two <laughs> chapters, I'm like... <laughs> All right, this is boring. It's timestamps and dates. Yeah. Am I supposed to? And honestly, I can understand this in a written book where you can kind of go, oh, it's, we're understanding that time is passing. But when you're listening, do you remember which date this started? And then oh, next time, time, like 2 p.m., yeah, 2 13. Yeah, with PM. the dates and stuff. And we're supposed to understand that it's been seven months of this, which I did not. I mean, this could have all been one night for all I knew. And Fox is a fisherman. What the fuck? He he fishes for king crabs. Yeah. I feel like anyone who works with fish. And I mean, I spent my summers on uh, in this little fishing village on the west coast of Sweden. Mm-hmm. Anyone who works with fish will always smell slightly fishy. And it is just the way it is. It's because it does not matter how much you scrub, the smell would stay on you. Always, always. So Fox being all like super sexy fisherman i'm like yeah smelling like fish i mean whatever whatever they're in a fishing yeah. town i'm sure the whole fucking town <clears throat> smells like i'm fish. sure it is hannah's stepdad is rich and well known he's a producer movie producer and she is trying to make it in the movie industry without the use of his name so she got daddy to got get her a little entry-level job where she doesn't use her name so she's trying to make it without his help by getting him to get her a job but she wants to make it not as an actress no no she wants to make it like a she wants to like work in them she wants not be on the screen but this is not also true because she wants to work in the movie industry not as an actor but as like a producer or a director music is her thing really but she also has all of these references in this book of being a supporting actress and not a leading lady. And that's kind of her thing, that she's not a leading lady. She should do leading lady moves and all of this and that. So she but it's because talk. of her and her sister, whose real father, the reason why they're in this town, mm-hmm. her, their real father is this fisherman that died at sea yep. some odd years ago. On the actual boat. On the actual worked. boat. He fell overboard. And uh, then the mom ended up marrying this producer guy, who's a nice guy. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Never met him. Uh, he's no, not in he's there. Portray- he's not. He's not portrayed in that. One. He's not even once in this book. So okay. no, okay. no, right, no clue. Uh, she has a crush on the director of this movie that she's working on, Sergey. And uh, she's like a production assistant on on his movies. She seems to be going with him on all of the movies. Which I did ask my husband a few questions here because my husband wasn't uh, like. Uh, assistant director for a while working in the movie industry and he was like yeah this is wrong yeah this is stupid uh no this is not the way it works so clearly this tessa bailey did not do her fucking research on how shit works on movies because uh hannah is very interested in music and she always has the perfect song for every moment in her head but the perfect song for her is like hipster no not even it's the most obvious song so it's like if you go oh it's a beautiful day you would go beautiful day it's a beautiful day Mm. you know 
like instead of having any kind of subtlety in your choice of music, it's like we're driving. You got a fast car. Mm-hmm. I want a ticket. You know, like mm-hmm. literally the first song that you could ever think of for the word that you're thinking. Like this, this is her. She's like, I am so perfect at making soundtracks. Most on the nose ever. Like full on. Okay. Yeah. Usually not the best soundtracks for movies because there tends to be a little bit more to it than that. <laughs> and honestly, I have also worked for a bit at a music publishing company and there you work with music licensing, which is like the counterpart to the music supervisor, not coordinated for movies. They're called music supervisors, mm-hmm. um, where you actually pitch songs to them. And the reason why you don't use U2's Beautiful Day or Tracy Chapman, Fast Car or any of the songs that she mentions is this, is because these songs are fucking expensive. expensive yeah. So there's no way in hell on an indie movie short film, which is the thing she's on, you would be able to use any of these songs. Mm-hmm. Like ever, it would not work unless your entire budget was one song. <clears throat> but you know what? How important is this to readers or especially romance readers that this job slash backstories actually make sense i think it's not important unless you actually know anything about this because then you will be annoyed by how wrong it is yeah because for example she is she wants to put music to movies she's all of her choices are like the most obvious ever and the music supervisor or coordinator as they refer to her brindley on set She's actually on set. And trust me, you don't have your music coordinator supervisor on set. Mm. That's not a person that's there going like with the director, I feel like to this scene, we should put this kind of... No, this happens in... It might be happening parallel to shooting where you would have a discussion with the director beforehand saying we're going to want music that's kind of, you know, this mood, this is what we're trying to accomplish. And then they would be working in parallel or most likely in post-production with the music, the score. Because it is not something that happens on set. It's not like you'll have speakers blaring the music out to to you know while you're filming <laughs> yeah weird but they don't do that in this but but the music supervisor is on set which is also weird because you're not on set and uh, <clears throat> so this whole thing is that fox is a man whore literally and he is a man whore because his daddy was a man whore and ever yeah, since whore. he was very very young he's been told by everyone around him that he's a man whore and instead of being like hey i can be whoever i want to be he's like i must he's be a man whore so i'm just gonna go ahead and be a man whore and uh, go to seattle and sleep with random ladies so that i don't have to sleep with someone's sister or cousin here in my small town where i live and then in comes hannah and he starts to have these Hmm, I will man whore with her, but then realizing that he might have more feelings than that for her, but he's not. Like, this entire book is basically him talking himself out of a relationship with her by saying he's not worthy. Yeah. And and her story is she likes him. But she also likes Sergey. Yeah, she has a crush on Sergey, but it's a little bit like... She never questions. She never doubts the relationship, really. She's not like, oh, I wonder if, if this relationship could work. She's more like, I wonder if he can start understanding that this relationship could work. This is like, she never doubts them. And, mm. and she's more into, hey, how can I make it in my career? And how can I? And then 
she goes to her grandma's house and she's having trouble connecting with her grandma because she was only two and her dad died so she never had a relationship with this grandma because apparently the mom is a horrible bitch who held the children away from their paternal grandmother all these years which is very weird um and when they're there her older sister piper remembers the dad so she is very connected to this grandma and piper is already from book one with the guy who owns the boats Mm -hmm. And his name is Brendan, and he's like this broody, grumpy old man. Well, not old man, but you know what I mean. But he's oldish because yeah, you know, he Brendan. Is. I mean, I don't know exactly how old he is because they never say. But he he was married, and then his wife passed, and he didn't take off his wedding ring for seven years until he yeah. met Piper. So even you know he's they're they're young. Like Hannah is what twenty four, something like yeah. that. Uh, and but so, Piper is not that super young. No, but she's going to be what twenty seven. I don't know, but he's let's say thirty nine ish. Yeah. So there's maybe a ten year gap or something there, which they don't really talk about being an issue, other than the fact that he has to let go of his dead wife from book one. Yeah. And the backstory there was that the dead wife was like a a daughter in the small town of another fisherman and he had to like do the respectful thing and marry her mm-hmm. but they didn't ever really had like a very strong relationship and after she died he felt guilty that he wasn't sure if he even really truly loved her yep. and then he meets this like like uppity I socialite know, girl, she's, ex- girl. she's explained as a party princess from LA at one point in she's this an book. actress also or something like that and uh then she, and she finds out about her dad. They get a bar. That's why they're there yeah. in town because the father had like left them this bar. So she takes over the bar. She decides she wants to stay in the small town, and she ends up staying with Brendan, which is how Hannah meets Fox, and yeah. that's how this book starts. Yeah, and yeah. So Fox believes that he is no good. Is never meant for a relationship, and all of this and that. But yeah, it's just not. It's not a captivating story. It is really not because it's all it, all it is is him just thinking he's never going to be. Good it was so self deprecating yeah. on both sides. She didn't think that she was like important enough to love because her sister is more important. No, not in this book. She doesn't. It's not even that. She no. she fully believes in this relationship. But she keeps calling herself uh, not a leading lady, like yeah, a supporting actress supporting and stuff actress. like that. But it's more in relationships to taking big steps with work, not really anything else. Like. Um, and then, um, then, then she uh, she's with her grandma Opal and her sister, and she feels very awkward being there because she doesn't connect with her grandma. And then her grandma brings out this folder of sea chanties that her dad wrote, and immediately she's like, "Ha ha! These are the songs that will be perfect for this movie." Yeah. And then she goes to this record store and hears music playing and she's like oh this band are the ones that will make these sea chanties come to life and bring this and then she's like talking to the owner of the store because apparently she works in the store in book one uh and the owner is like yeah this is my cousin's band they're called the unreliables they live up to their names i can't promise anything but i lost them and then immediately the day after they arrange the music for the sea chanties and record a little quick demo and she has them in like i think it's maybe 24 hours 
Mm-hmm. 48 to be generous and then she has these songs that's fast work yeah to arrange music for them and then she goes in when they're recording and she's like this song is flat right here hmm, i know how to fix it can you guys do a four-part harmony on this word because this is the thing that will fix this song and they're like ha good note from you random person who listens to music and have no music education whatsoever we will do what you say and then they do it and they're like, oh, sounds like the waves. Now it's perfect. Mm. And then she ends up quitting her job at the production to be uh, scouting for indie artists to put their songs on movie soundtracks. And she becomes, in the epilogue, very successful at this job. And I'm like, <laughs> few things here. <laughs> very few people make money in indie music, first off. Mm. It is not a money-making thing. Like music is a passion industry in many, many, and especially before you make it anywhere, it's yeah. very much a passion that will most likely cost you more than it will make you. Yeah. Um, second, it's great that she wants to bring in the music into movies. Maybe then it won't be the big hits on the nose songs for every movie that she will ever put it on. But it's very like. It has that uh, she's just so perfect that everything she does trope that I really don't like. Like, you can be good at stuff, but there's zero struggles for her in this. Okay. She finds the sea chanties. She's like, yes, this will be perfect for this movie. She gets them recorded, no problem. The director loves it. They get put on the movie. The band loves it and her. She makes lots of money on this and she can start a career. And it happens within like a two-week window kind of thing. Like mm, That's short time. That's good and work. it's just there's no obstacles and there's no difficulties attached to this. Apart from Brindley, the music super coordinated, losing her job at the production because she would quit if Hannah's songs were being put to this. Yes. And then... Fox has to go out to sea and then all the... Uh, he, Brandon tricks him into being the captain for that because he wants him to captain the boat, the Del Rey, because Brandon wants to buy another ship and have two boats instead. Uh, and Fox is like, I cannot do this. Look, they don't respect me. Um, and um, and then they're all like, oh, you're such a man whore. You don't kiss. You can't be with Hannah. Hannah is wife material. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, yes, that's right. I am terrible. I can no longer be with her. Let's go and break up with her immediately. Because some people said I'm not good enough for her. Mm-hmm. And I don't want her to ever be told I'm not good in, like that she's too good for me. Yeah, that's weird. And, I mean, and this is the whole. There was a lot of self-deprecating for sure. Yeah. On his part. But uh, not when it comes to the sex, right? Tell us all of the things that he has done with her. You tell me if this is sexy. (laughs) But I have this question. How does Fox know everything about everything when it comes to sex? Like, he literally asks her at one point, are you a virgin? She's 24 first. Fair enough, you can be a virgin at 24. Um, And he's like a slut. And this goes back into what we talked about last episode. Like... Just because you're a slut, does that mean you're good at sex? No, definitely not. Especially not if you're just having a slew of one-night stands. Yeah. How are you learning about but sex? But he has random that? hookups. So he hooks up with the same people a few times because his oh, phone yeah, keeps blowing up. Yeah. You can learn. Um, 
And then, like, the first time they sleep together, it's in their car, in a parking lot. And I'm like, I hate this. Oh, yes. But that was in the parking lot of, like, where there was a music monument. Yeah. And she was like, I wouldn't have wanted this This is, like, the most romantic place ever. And I'm like... Have you ever had car sex? It's super uncomfortable. It's not good. It's no space in a car. Like, it's just... This... I hated every bit of this. But then, (laughs) it was all of these things that I was like... Is this meant to be sexy? Because when she was milking his thickness with her femininity, it kind of turned me a little bit off. And I felt very bad for this narrator <laughs> having to read, let's see how deep I can get it before you scream. I really don't like when people talk about body parts as it. Right. Isn't it him? Isn't it like... I also don't love milking. <laughs> like there's a... Um, there's a... Uh, very distinct like porn terminology for mm-hmm. milking mm-hmm. and it just doesn't need to be in this no it should not be in this and then it is also reaching up to pet her flesh from behind petting or flesh okay i'm trying to picture this you're reaching from behind no to he's pet. reaching around her to pet her flesh from behind but, okay but petting of flesh i think there's like stroke there's her a lot skin of, there's a lot of flesh over the body <laughs> yeah but but i find that just using the term flesh is like makes it less less appealing uh, and then it's the their flesh now beginning to slap wetly like <laughs> like i know I know what they're trying to describe, but can they just not make it sound better, you know? There's this... I was like, this is not sexy. It's just... It's really not. Slapping. Wetly slapping flesh. (laughs) I feel like like two steaks, like schlick. I think they like seal hands, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, the wetly slapping flesh and the milking of his thickness and... Shoving it, it makes me feel like it's an object. So deep, it makes her scream, like scream, scream. Like, Ouch. Yeah. I don't feel like that's screaming in like a nice way. I feel like that's like, ow! 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 Um, you are one of the very few people who dislike this book, in fact. The book yeah. had, when I read it, 4.4 out of 5. But it's brand new, so you it's just brand new. And now it's at 4.1 out of mm-hmm. 5 on yeah. Goodreads. And there here, is are a, my, here are my fellow haters. Yeah, there's a review that is a two-star, same as Leah gave this book, two-star, mm-hmm. uh, that says, obviously I'm in the minority here. 4.1 now. Okay. Uh and I'm obviously the minority here because I did not like like it, this book at all, and I thought the man horniness was like gross and and the self deprecating was sad. <laughs> there was nothing like uplifting about it. Why does everyone like this book? And I would say everyone likes this book because everyone likes the first book, but <laughs> I didn't even give Leah the chance. To read that so that she could choose whether or not to like this one. Instead, I put you straight into the less good second book. And now you will never, ever read the first one. So, my fault. 
Sorry for that. I just found a one-star review which yeah. has all of the pictures. No. No, no, like no, but like this this is Foxwipe. Get a load of this simp. <laughs> I catch crabs. I'm not a piece of meat. meat. I yeah. know. He yeah. does say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was bad. But I wonder if there are these like extraordinarily good men out, a good looking men out there that just feel like I'm just a piece of meat to mm-hmm. women. Well, stop sticking your dick in a million women then. Like, actually open yourself up to having a relationship with somebody. There's a simple solution here. (laughs) I don't know what this trope is, but I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, and Fox, please shut up. Oh, yeah. Why am I only reading bad books? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I've never gotten the ick from a book until now. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't dislike this book, but because I really liked the first one, even though the main character was kind of annoying at times, I liked Brennan so much. And I even liked him in this one, even though he was quite grumpy in this one also. He kept telling Fox to stay away from Hannah. That's all he did in this book. But then he realized he was being a dick about it. Well... I agree with this review. Fox and Hannah are both insecure, boring losers. So I guess they're perfect for each other. (laughs) There are your true feelings. Yeah. (laughs) So would you recommend this book? Absolutely not. Forced to read essentially at gunpoint. (laughs) Next time I will simply choose the gun. (laughs) That was my favorite review of this book. Forced. To read at gunpoint. Next time, we'll choose gun. <laughs> I really liked the first one. Didn't like the second one as much, but I like the small town vibes books. I like a lot of these um, sort of style of books where it's a small town. I don't even mind fishermen, even though you think it's slowly fishermen. I mean, small. I don't. I don't think I would mind fishermen. I just don't like. I think what I hated about this book is that it wasn't a friends to lovers trope, first off, because Fox is already in love with her in the beginning of this book. Mm -hmm. Like, it literally says it, like, right at the beginning. And she is already kind of has feelings for him already, even though she's more into Sergei at this point. But he's, like, helping her get Sergei. And then when she gets Sergei, she's like, oh, actually, I might want... Yeah. This guy been sleeping with And then I hated that Sergey was like, oh, let's date now because another guy shows interest to you. Like, yeah. I hate that. That I happens hate, a hate, lot hate in that. these books. Yeah. Um, so, not good. Not good. Uh, we'll choose gun. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Thanks for listening. everybody. Bye. Bye. We'd Rather Be Reading is an original podcast by Jerrica Siron and Leah Sanfer. The music for The Penguins, written and performed by David Allred from the album The Transition, courtesy of Erased Tapes. Please check him out on Spotify and check us out on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at We'd Rather Be Reading and on Twitter at We'd Rather Read. You can also email us at We'd Rather Be Reading the Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.